Many strange things happen around here. There is a tale. It was a night like tonight, many years ago. There is a legend. If you say his name above a whisper, he'll get you. There is a warning. On certain nights, when the moon is full, he's out there stalking in the woods. There is a madman. His name is Mars. Mad man. Mars. Mars! Madman Mars! Here we are! Come and get us, madman! Don't you realize you're fooling with things beyond your control? Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes today. Should we try workshopping a new opening sometime? I, but I've already got this one memorized. I, I mean, it is pretty hard. We just need to stop thinking that we always need a segue between the opening and what we end up actually doing. Oh, saying. we don't. That's no. really cool. No. Even though I guess this is a segue between it. Well, not if I end it right now and just put a period in it. Yeah, man. So, so we watched recently. The Banana Splits movie. The what did you Splits think of it? Movie. We didn't really talk about it after we watched it. Um, it was psychotic in its own way. I was surprised that it was an actual old TV show that I've never heard of. The Banana Splits. Really? Yeah. And it was written, I guess, as a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and then they just used the existing property instead. Weird. Yeah. That's very bizarre. I thought it was fine. Yes, it was very fine. I mean, it certainly didn't look bad. That's no, it sure. looked fine. I don't I don't know. I wasn't like, wow, or anything. It was watchable. Yes. Uh, but I don't think it was like anything above average the concept is bonkers though i did like the concept yeah just a lot of stuff in it i didn't like and i was shocked to learn that it was from like south africa yes when these people i don't the south african guy doing the american accent sounded so much like people from toronto that it was bananas it was distracting almost but that's okay it really was and i never really liked the mom's new stepdad is a real jerk sort of mm. storyline especially when they try to make the mom such a strong character oh exactly is it something that you would recommend to people i mean i guess it was fine for a one-time watch 
It certainly it's very killed silly. time. It was extremely silly. But um, I honestly wouldn't give it anything above, like, I guess a six. I don't really know my criteria for scoring numerically or anything like that, but I would give it a six. I would probably give it a four. I feel like I enjoyed 60% of it, so. I feel like it was fine. It was fine. But whatever. <laughs> Anyways, I don't think we've consumed any other relevant media since I don't then. think so. We still need to watch The Terror, because that's supposed to be good. And oh, I know you yes. liked the first season. I love the first season. It was very good. So I'll have to give that a try. Yeah, yeah. But we've yet to do that. Spooky. There's ghosts. And today's movie, mm-hmm. Mad Men, this is one that we've been holding out for a while to do for some yes. reason. I can't remember. I think it was just other things. Well, you don't want to cram all the good ones in one tiny little area at the front. That is true. So it was written and directed by Joe Giannone. Uh It's from 1981. Mm-hmm. Stars Galen Ross as Betsy. Here she's credited as Alexis Dubin. Um, of course. And she was the heroine in Dawn of the Dead. And she directs documentaries now. Interesting. She has like the, she's credited as Alexis Dubin because this was a non-union picture. I see. So they had to use different names since she was already in SAG. Um, Tony Fish as TP, Harriet Bass as Stacy, Seth Jones as Dave, Jan Clare as Ellie, Alex Murphy as Bill. He teaches drama in Europe now. Uh, Tom Candela as Richie. Here he's credited as Jimmy Steele for the same same reasons. And Paul Ehlers as Madman Mars. Jimmy Steele. Jimmy Steele. Uh, I guess if you got to pick a fake name. I have a feeling like it might be a Superman reference. Sure. Like the Man of Steel and Jimmy, the guy who works in the newspaper. Oh. Anyway, so... I gotta say the opening and closing credits of this movie are very striking. Yeah, black and red. We the got colors. some trees. I very like it. sinister. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh Night of the Demons animated opening yeah. in terms of like style and everything. Definitely. Though I mean, obviously that one's a lot more like fanciful and animated, yeah. whereas this is just like a static the trees look like his hands and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it all started. During a campfire. Yeah, we got a title card. At the North Sea Cottages Camp for Gifted Children. Da 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 da. <laughs> Whatever. TP sing, sings the theme song, which was also featured in our holiday music horror movie extravaganza. Yeah. I can't even remember if it made it past the first round. I don't know. I, don't, I know it didn't make it very far. For like a song in this movie, it was good, but for a song in general, it was. I mean, it was No Hearts. By John Tomlinson. Yeah. <laughs> One of the best songs ever written. Lest, Nothing else will ever compare to that Lest song. we forget. It's the best song. Yeah. Did you think the TP looked like Rami Malek in this lighting? Um, he looked familiar. I couldn't think of what it was, though. But yeah, he does. Yeah. So he's singing this, this theme song, mm-hmm. the Madman Mars song, and he's making his way around the fire. And as he touches every person, it shows clips of them from later in the movie when they're dead and whatnot. Which is pretty weird, but whatever. And then we get this backstory from Max about uh, Monsieur Mars. Mm-hmm. The man who used to live in that old dilapidated house behind those trees. We're not supposed to be this close to it because uh, many strange things happen around here. He was a farmer with his family, wife and two children. He was an evil man. 
ugly and mean. He'd beat his wife and brutally punish his children. He'd drink at the tavern and <laughs> fight all the time. He once had a piece of his nose bitten off in a brawl and didn't feel a thing. It was a night like tonight, many, many years ago. Wait a minute. Now that I think about it, it was the same night as tonight. The woods, quiet and dark. The farmer, for no apparent reason, went stark, raving mad. He walked into his bedroom with an axe in his hand and chopped his sleeping wife into little pieces. Then, with his bloodlust awakened, he walked down the hall to his son's room and took an axe to him, and he still wasn't finished. He walked across the hall to his daughter's room, and without so much as a word, he chopped her into little pieces too. Then, he calmly walked into the tavern, lifted the bloody axe onto the bar, and ordered himself a beer. Well, it wasn't long before the town found out what happened. And when it did, it was all over for the mad farmer, or so they thought. Ten men jumped him and dragged him screaming to the nearest tree, where they quickly looped a thick rope around his neck and hoisted him high into the air. One of them grabbed the bloody axe and swung it at the farmer's head, leaving a deep, bloody gash in the side of his face. They left him there, hanging for dead. Next morning, when they went to cut him down, he was gone. It was then they noticed the bodies of his wife and children were missing. And their bodies have never been found. Oh, Max, come on. How could their bodies never be found? I mean, where could they be? I don't know, Richie. All I do know is that on certain nights, when the moon is full, he's out there stalking in the woods searching for people so he can chop their heads off with an axe or hang them from a tree. You're trying to be funny or something. What's this farmer's name anyway? He lives in the old dilapidated house that's, uh, that's literally right nearby. Behind he was a farmer who killed his wife and his family. He was ugly and mean, abusive drunk, mm -hmm. uh, and it's intercut with uh, scenes of Madman Mars walking down the hall on his way to axe murder his his wife and then his son and then his daughter. Ah, he also has the tip of his nose bitten off just for a little added flair. <laughs> Oddly, it does not show the son being killed, just oh. the wife and daughter, which similar to my note about Grizzly last week, I think. I think they were just like, well, we can't show a young boy being murdered. <laughs> That's who's going to be watching the movie. <laughs> That's so true. Um, it's like classic Amityville-style family elimination. Mm -hmm. And he's gone mad. An angry mob lynches him, but he yeah. doesn't die. And then the bodies of his family disappear. I don't know. Yeah, Ricky. Richie. One of, Richie, one of the kids there is like, Come on, Max. How could they never find the body? A very precocious 21-year-olds. I don't know how old yeah. he was supposed to be. You know why? They always find the body, bud. Always. <laughs> In every situation. He starts chirping Max about this, but, I mean, credit where credit's due, Max really has a commitment to his bit. Yes, he does. He's like, oh, oh now. And then Richie somehow managed to throw a rock through the window of the Mars house. 
maybe he's like a big pitcher and the rock is somehow very heavy but very light it's essentially this like standard spooky yeah, it's uh, a spook house backstory to scare the kids as well mm-hmm. and it's the last weekend before thanksgiving and then these kids parents are coming up to get them and one little girl in particular is awful spooked but our final girl mm-hmm. betsy reassures her i won't let anything happen <laughs> to you and then TP comes to grope her a little bit. Yeah. Betsy, not the little girl. Being very aggressive. Very aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. He tries to like pressure her to have sex with him when she's like, we've got our whole lives. And he's like, no, you won't talk to me after this is over. Yeah. And like Betsy takes him to task being like, you scared the kids, you jerk. And then Stacy comes in between them to be like, everyone's hearing your argument, you sillies. Save it for later. You're embarrassing yourselves. <laughs> And so our camp crew heads off through the yeah. woods and they go back to the camp. But as they're on their way, Richie stops and he sees Mars up in a tree moving yeah. in silhouette. So uh. he goes to investigate the house. Yeah, let's go fuck around in there. It's great. And it, again, he had a, a fair walk to get yeah, to this house. So the, Which he easily covered through this rock throw. Well, yeah. He's got to have one hell of an arm, man. Maybe it was like a symbolic window breaking. No, it was actually the rock. It shows the rock going through. Okay, okay. Maybe it was a symbolic. So he just walks into this house, and uh, I mean, it's supposed to be dilapidated, but it really isn't that bad. I mean, I guess he's been living there for the past X number of years, but there's a lot of cobwebs. And then Mars puts his candle out. Ah. That's a very precarious candle that's foreshadowing the future for sure. All he does is like smother it with his giant gnarled claw of hands. (laughs) Richie goes onward and upward to the bedrooms. Yeah. And then the rest of them get back to the cabins and Stacy goes to see Betsy to talk about the signs of a possessive male. If only they came with a warning light on them. Beep boop, beep boop, beep boop. (laughs) Then they'd be so much easier to spot. So far, definitely not passing passing the Bechdel test Uh, here. I don't know that it actually ever does. Does her talking to the little girl pass? Maybe. But isn't she talking about a man? Yeah, isn't she talking about how TP scared them most of the time too? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think it does pass the Bechdel test, but I I don't know. TP and Max do their best uh, to get this axe out of a log. Yeah. He's still going to get that $100. And they can't it's do really it. It's really stuck in there. Not even together. I, I was like, wow, you're going to hurt yourself trying to get this out. Well, A, it serves as a device to explain this axe in the future. Yes. And B, it's to show how persistent TP is and how much he wants to be a, a winner, baby. Yeah, because if you, if you don't give it 110%, you're not a winner. <laughs> Stacy wakes up this passed out chef with her recorder. Yeah, she's going to play the recorder. And then he goes to the bathroom and gets murdered via a throat slashing when yeah. he like opens the door and out pops Mad Man. I was in here what taking a spooky poop and you came in here and then I sliced your throat. And then he <laughs> steals his corpse back to just like dragging it away, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Richie is still at the Mars estate, just mm-hmm. creeping through the attic when he hears noise from downstairs as Mars gets home. So he sneaks down, and then uh, 
Mars brings the chef's body in. Yeah, and then Richie sees Mars run away. Yeah, there's a shot I liked too where the blood is like dripping down the side of the wherever he puts the chef's body. Tub thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I, I thought it was a good shot. I really liked it. And he grabs some rope and then storms out into ah, the woods. I've got to go. I've got important <laughs> business to take care of. The counselors have their like final meeting. Yeah, and Max is giving them some sort of saccharin. I know you've all made a difference on the lives of each and every tender child in attendance at this wonderful <laughs> campatorium. And there's a ridiculous conversation where Betsy brings forward her concerns about the story being too scary. Max, I'd like to say something about the campfire. Sure, Betsy. I know how you enjoy telling stories around a fire, and I don't want to ruin it. But I'm concerned with the effect it has on the younger ones. They're in tears by the time it's over. I don't think it's good for them. Well, that's a good point. I never thought of that. I don't have any objections to excluding the younger kids from the campfire. Well, next year, I'll scare the hell out of only the older ones. Okay, Betsy. <laughs> I like to keep my staff happy. Within reason, of course. All right, I'm going into town to pick up the shutters from Sunny's and play some cards. Oh, I'm sorry that you felt that way. I've never thought future, of it that In the future, I'll take that into consideration. Yeah, I've never thought that I might be scaring these young kids before. And they really tried to get some zippy dialogue in there, too, where Stacy's like, oh, you'll never be able to give me what I want. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dave is like, oh, down, girl. Behave. <laughs> down, girl. You'll be back in the big city in a day or two. You can get anything you want there. I don't know. So what a strange like response. <laughs> well, like, he was like, come on, lady. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> they get Max's blessing to drink beer because he's going in to play cards. And he's like, oh, and that beer that you have stashed away at the bottom of the fridge? Now's the time. Save one for me. Yeah, <laughs> so there's what? Seven beers yeah. down there, I guess. Ooh la la. TP uh, gets up and does some posturing. Oh, he, yeah. he does an apology to the group for his behavior towards Betsy at the fire. So and sorry. Everyone man. claps. Yes. Yeah, so let's do a toast to friendship and and lovership. Neither Ellie nor Bill speak in this scene. Yeah, they I don't have a single line. It took me so long to figure out their names. Uh, and then next is what. I have always thought is one of the weirder scenes in a horror movie. Any movie, really. Uh, Betsy and TP strip down in the hot tub yep. to the very bad song that he sings, which I think if we do another music bracket, we yeah. should include this in there. And like we're getting close up so we get to see TP's TP belt buckle that says TP on it, as well as his very close up on his belly button. <laughs> Elaborate circle dance that Betsy does. Yeah. So there, we see her boobs, so we get the, the male equivalent, which is buns. Yeah, we get, we get to see his buns. Uh-oh. So this scene is so, so, so long. <laughs> this is like 10 minutes long, I imagine. <laughs> I did the hate it, though, I guess. And they're like going around the hot tub in a circle, which, frankly, I have done in a hot tub before at much greater speeds to make some sort of vortex thing yeah. with friends. <laughs> but as they're doing that, it's very like a slowly, courtship dance. they're also spinning ritual. themselves. So they're spinning while they're spinning. It's like meta-spinning. Hey, and man. they're on the earth, which itself is spinning around the sun. Days before the internet, you had to have fun somehow, and I guess hot tub spinning. Yeah, that's true. You're turning yourself into the jets. 
Um, but yeah, Mars is watching them. He's he's outside through the windows. And so then Betsy pops up after we see from Mars's POV, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Why didn't she let me finish? Because I guess she was blowing him." Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah. Wow. And then he brought her up so that they could uh, fuck instead. I guess yeah. it's romantic. And uh, Mars creeps on them as they they start boning down he in this hot it. tub. It's a great way to get a yeast infection. We cut. I've been led to believe it just looks so disgusting and seems so unpleasant to get a bunch of like essentially bath water shot up there. I guess so. Yeah. Other people's bath water. <laughs> it's supposed to be hot. I guess. I don't know. Uh, anyways, uh, at this point, Richie is still just wandering the woods. Oh yeah, and uh, he. Doesn't he like go decide? Oh, I'm gonna go back to the house very slow. No, not no, 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 no. He's still creeping We're still through a the long woods. way off that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then uh, Stacey... I love that the leaves are green and his like breath is cold. Yeah. And I don't know why they had to do that because they say it's November. It has to be because it's almost Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Which is so strange. So yeah, Stacy mm-hmm. just. Sitting in a boat, silently playing her recorder. Yeah. So this whole recorder thing, yeah. do you think it's to show she has an oral fixation? Because <laughs> she's constantly talking about sex, though she's the only one that does not have sex? Um, I didn't think of it that way. Maybe it's like the Pied Piper, but I have no idea because that doesn't really make any sense. It was just very bizarre. Although at a camp for gifted youth, I feel like all of their behaviors make contextual sense. Even the weird camp meeting where they were like, guys, I need to get up and say something. (laughs) They're a bunch of real go-getters. Yeah, man. So she starts climbing up this hill and she has a really hard time with it. And I mean, it never does come back, but I would think this would make sense to come back later and have someone trying to get up it. Oh, scrambling up the hill. Yeah, so it really only serves as like to show Mars's hand almost get her. Uh, doesn't he like pick up a rock? No, he like oh, reaches his hand up and he like touches the rock just as her foot mm. moves past. He's always too slow. He is. No, he would be very bad at high fives. But yeah, she gets up in the nick of time. <laughs> and then she goes, Bleh, and she blows a raspberry at the hill. <laughs> Having conquered yeah. this, this Everest <laughs> of hers. Fuck you. And then the four counselors all lay on the floor head to head, which I really liked. I thought it was an interesting shot and it was very cute. It was like a zipper almost. Bill is also very attractive. He is. And the mustache really works. He reminds me of sort of like uh, uh, either Hall or Oates, whichever one has the mustache, or uh, Freddie Mercury. Weird combination. Okay. I can see that. Anyways. Then Dave gets up. And he does this whole monologue yeah. about he could be nutso butso and kill them all right now. And he has a knife that, when he's doing this scene, looks pretty actually intimidating. Yeah. But later in the movie, looks as less so impotent as hell. And again, I, I thought it was really. I good. thought it was cute the like framing of the other three where they're just all like lying there, pretty much in like a, a tower with each other. Yeah, like it's a gap catalog. And I don't know, I was getting some pretty strong romantic vibes from Dave and Bill during this. Oh, me too. You never really know what's in my mind at any given time. You never know if I'm thinking rationally or if I've created some other reality 
that seems to fit, that seems to be normal. But you never really know what normal is to me. You never really know. Dave, are you okay? Of course, Ellie. I'm letting my emotions overcome my intellect. See what happens. See how easy it is to question another human mind. I can judge by your faces there's a question about me. A touch of fear in your eyes. Who is this man? Where does he come from? I could take your bodies one at a time and hide them so no one would ever find them. I could. And then they all roll around for a minute. What are you going to do? Together. Ha ha ha. Richie still has not gotten back. I mean, certainly he could probably see the light from a camp or something, I would imagine. Probably right. Uh, he's at a fucking wilderness survival camp and they can't teach him how to get yeah, how far Yeah, and we know this, this place can't be that far away. It can't be. As they keep showing and telling us. Why don't you just keep throwing rocks? Eventually something's gonna, it's gonna break a window and just go <laughs> in that direction. TP finally realizes that Richie's gone, but yeah. the other boys have no clue where he is. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna have to go and take a look around for Richie. But he orders Betsy to stay in the office to wait around. Even Great. though... Betsy sees Mars's shadow, and then she's like, but TP. And then oh. she's like, never mind. I'm just being a big silly. I don't know what I was seeing. I'm so silly. Oh, shucks. But Mars just is like, okay, well, I'm going to follow TP into the woods. Bill and Ellie set up a tent and start flirting with each other. Yeah. To it- repeat myself, Bill, very cute. Uh, I had, they were pitching a tent. Oh, and pitching a tent. And woo. Oh, oh, pitching gotcha. woo. Well, I knew that one. I liked one, his vest. Me too. It was like really fluffy. Yeah, it was like, like a fleece. Yeah, something. I really liked me that. Me too. We need to be on the lookout. 100% wood wear. Mm-hmm. So TP, I really hate saying his mm-hmm. name. He tries to find Richie. He goes back to the fire site and does like a scan with its flashlight. And Mars is there. Ah! But then when he puts the flashlight back, he's gone. He's just, like, standing perfectly framed in this but, little cutout. I mean, we, we know at this point things are looking pretty rough for Mr. Toilet Paper. Mm-hmm. Come on, Richie. Let's come on out there. It's like one of those classic, like, Richie, hello. <laughs> but, like, with a little more authority it's behind it. It's a pretty long scene, mm-hmm. which I appreciate about this movie. Most of the scenes are, like, long. And None of them the are very short. Builds. Yeah, I really like that about the movie. And then when they die they it's die not fast gruesomely. Really? Yeah. yeah it's either like fast and gruesome or like lingering and they expire eventually anyways mars comes up behind him and he grabs tp with a noose and drags him to a tree where he gets hung yeah quickly like yanks it so so quickly up the tree, the tree that it burns, burns it yeah he tries to fight his best really and like pull himself up but then mars just grabs his tp belt buckle and yanks him down which breaks his neck so i guess you can say tp was just flushed ah. oh. oh very nice <laughs> very nice uh becky is doing he loves me betsy he, betsy whatever he's doing he loves me he loves me not in the office with these paper flowers weird uh, 
about TP mm-hmm. when she realizes that he should be back by now. But the other counselors just laugh off his concern. Yeah, well, she goes to get David Stacy to help, and she's worried, especially since she sh- saw that shadow. Um, but Dave is goofing on her the whole time. Not only he's like, come on, you don't have to make up stories. She does not appreciate he's it. He's also like, okay, I'm going, I'm going. Jeez, like she's being really unreasonable. As TP was leaving, I saw something by the side of the house. I, it was big, I couldn't make any features because of the shadows. Okay, Betsy, I get your point. I'll go looking for him. No need to make up any more stories for the dramatic effect. I'm not making up any story. What happened to this shadow? Well, the next time I looked up, it was gone. Okay, I'm leaving. Look, see how fast I'm moving? Dave, don't make fun of me, please. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't worry so much. I'll find him one, two, three. Healy is to go find TP. Mm-hmm. The ladies stay there. Uh, and as he's leaving, he passes the stuck axe from earlier, mm-hmm. which Mars pulls out of it with relative ease. Comparatively speaking. What a setup. But he also sort of like tries really hard. Like he has to like grunt a little bit. So it's sort of like, wow, it's so far deep. And he's even, got an axe now. Even Mars is having a hard His most time favorite doing of weapons. Yeah. This rusty ass axe. So Dave gets back to the fire site. Again, did not take mm-hmm. him very long. I don't know how Richie's not found his way back to camp by now. He's taking a long uh, way back. He sees TP's flashlight, but in the light behind him as he's going to go investigate, we see Mars's axe. <gasps> so he walks around some more until he bumps into TP's feet, which somehow knocks the body down. Or yes. did, did you think Mars cut the body down at that time? I'm not sure. That's a good point. Maybe he did cut it down at that yeah, point. Yeah, to like spook him. It falls directly on top of him. And he's like, ooh, <laughs> oh no. So he runs into the woods without light and he takes his little knife out. Yep. And uh, from here on out, as Mars stalks him, he's backlit by the Coleman lantern. Yeah. He stands up and he narrowly avoids getting axed. And then he almost gets axed a few more times, actually. He actually does a really good job of dodging and ducking and everything. And then Mars finally just jumps at him and gets him. Bang. Does not show him die. Stacy hears a scream and she's like, Oh, Betsy, you know, this is the difference between you and me. You're just content to sit by. Yeah. Because she gets Betsy to wait in this office. Jesus Christ. She's going to take the truck and go look for the guys. One at a time, he's luring them out there. And then, so she goes and she creeps on Ellie and Bill, who mm-hmm. are just getting down to their business. Uh, she's about to put that mustache to good use. Uh, <laughs> so she thinks they ought to help out. So they got to go, they got to stop what they're doing. Not too soon, though. No. <laughs> so she starts walking away, and we see Mars following her, which is another pretty solid scene for me. Because mm-hmm. as I think I've probably way overstated on the podcast, I really like when there's things shown from a distance. Like, I like oh, when yeah. you see the whole frame, you know, like the whole scene. And it's not like, not hey, just look at this. Look at this right here. You yeah, know what I mean, like it. it so this really satiated my craving for yeah. that in movies, which I, I I do appreciate. I like having to look back and forth between things. Sometimes <laughs> builds tension. The car won't start, mm-hmm. so she has to tinker with the engine. She's just got a screwdriver, and she's just screwdrivering it. She gets it started just as Mars grabs a handle, and yet mm-hmm. again she's saved in the nick of time. Do you think she'll be lucky a third time? Yes, of course. No. Everyone no, in these movies is. So she drives away to go do her Nancy Drew thing. Mm-hmm. Ellie and Bill 
they decide that they're going to go look also, which leaves Betsy alone with the children. And it's nearing 1 a.m., so things mm-hmm. are getting late. Stacy heads into the woods. She's followed closely by our dear uh, Mr. Madman. Yeah, it's great. And then she also sees a light. She finds the lantern, just like he saw the mm-hmm. flashlight. So it's like a and line of like, succession. Okay, well, here. this is a really bad idea now. And this is something that I learned in first aid. Okay, if you go into a space and everyone is passed out and you say, hello, hello, and no one says anything, mm-hmm. you should probably get out of there because there could be like some sort of... A gas leak? Gas leak that you just don't know about. You know, like it's a bad idea if there's just a bunch of corpses. So if you <laughs> see someone's abandoned flashlight in the woods and you know it's abandoned and stuff and they're nowhere to be found, yeah. it might be a good indication. But <laughs> this is also a horror movie, so that's not like true. she has any free agency in the matter. And as she is walking, we see that Mars is following her. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so she finds Dave's legs over a log, then Ooh. finds his beheaded corpse, which freaks her out. Yeah. <laughs> she starts fleeing. Mars drags his body away. Mm-hmm. And suddenly she's totally useless, just falling everywhere. Ah, She literally runs into the side of the truck. Yeah, like head first. This is a bright yellow truck Yeah, also. Which, of course, will not start for her because the universe is an unfair and cruel mistress. Well, she hasn't opened the hood and aimlessly screwed something three times. (laughs) Well, she gets her trusty screwdriver, Mm -hmm. screwdriver, and she goes to uh, pop the lid, but... Then she turns the flashlight on, which I think is a big mistake. Mm-hmm, uh, ruining your because if it's vision. otherwise very dark, you're making yourself a walking beacon. Yep. And it wrecks your night vision. The, oh, I guess that does make yeah. sense. So as she's lifting the lid, we see Mars pop up in the background. And he can't see her, or she can't see him because of the lid. Ah! And uh, as she's tinkering, she stops for way too long to listen to the dark. And uh, then... He jumps up on the lid and decapitates Stacy as well. Yeah. So her head gets clipped off inside the engine block. Yep. Ouch. Ouch. That would hurt so much. And while they're all uh, investigating the woods, mm-hmm. Bill and Ellie spot the truck. Uh, but then they split up after smooching. Basically immediately. <laughs> Bill heads into the woods to look for the boys and Ellie is going to investigate the truck, I guess. Yeah, so Bill finds the tree that uh, TP was hung from. He sees, okay, well, there's a scrap of wood here that's been cut, or a, a rope that's been cut. Yeah. There's the burn on the tree and there's these drag marks on the ground. Hmm. Oh, drag marks. That makes sense. Yeah. I thought they were Mars's footprints, like his tracks. No, they're like from the corpse. But I liked it because it was like, oh, he's like using his hunting and tracking skills. <laughs> so then Ellie sees Mars over the dead body. And like an idiot, she screams. <laughs> What is it, baby? What's wrong? I feel I saw something horrible. It was big and huge and dark. I don't see know. For myself. Do you want to wait here or come with me? Why can't we go back to the office? What good is that? Let's find out for sure what you saw, if anything at all, okay? Okay. But don't let go of my hand. Like, high pitch. And she's a and fair sustained. distance away where she somehow 
could have escaped, I'm sure. Oh, totally. Or just not said anything frozen in fear and waited until he left. Yeah, and then she runs right into Bill. Mm -hmm. And Bill, Uh, naturally... He wants to go check it out. Okay, because well, he's also an idiot, a beautiful make sure idiot. That we, uh, you know, we're not uh, being rash, I guess. <laughs> so they go back to the truck and they don't see anything. No. They somehow miss the blood on the grill. All over the front of the truck. Uh, so they're gonna take the truck back. Yeah, you know, let's steal it from Stacy, who's <laughs> otherwise lost in the woods. She would freak the fuck out if she was actually coming back you know what i mean bill tries to start it and then there's like a squish noise mm-hmm. and it won't start so he gets out to look and he finds stacy's head oh no and then ellie gets out and sees stacy's head and then she screams again and he wraps the head in a blanket and gets it out of there yep and uh then they start the truck so that's very lucky i guess stacy's blood must have lubricated it is that how engines work I guess so. I don't. Do they run on blood? There's a, a TV show. Well, I just mean like where the cars ate. I don't people. know if the reason it wasn't starting was because it's not lubricated or something. I have maybe. No, how do cars? Work? I don't know. It was a truck. Do trucks work differently? Unfortunately Probably. for them, Mars reaches through the window mm-hmm. as they start to drive away, and he grabs Bill and just like grabs him, which sends the truck careening into a tree, where Ellie falls out. Mm-hmm. To see Bill lifted above Mars's head. And, and there's a very fun ADR. Right. He's obviously not yelling it. Ellie. But he yells it. I wonder what his mouth was actually saying. Probably just like. <laughs> we never really see how he does. I'm guessing like his back is just ripped apart. Sort of. Again, we don't see Dave die. No. We don't see Bill die. We do see TP died, though he, it's a neck breaking. So the only ones we see gruesomely murdered are the women. <laughs> Ellie runs away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Richie is still just wandering around. Yeah, he's increasingly filthy. He sees the body being pulled through the woods, mm-hmm. and he decides to follow it for some reason. Uh, it's the alluring scent of death. Which leads him back to the Mars estate, mm-hmm. where Mars is collecting his bodies. Um, so he... Mars grabs his axe and he trundles back out into the woods. Mm-hmm. So Richie goes inside. And he's like, As you would do. Oh, here's this hidden door to the basement, basement. I didn't see before. And well, we don't see what he sees, but we know it's bad because he gets real scared with lots of mouth acting. Yes. Well, it's as dumb as going into the fucking Texas Chainsaw House. Oh, and certainly. Like, oh, I was already in there once and I know that he's real. <laughs> I know that he's dragging corpses in there. Put two and two together, kid. You're at a gifted camp. You can do this. Ellie gets back to the cabins, and she goes to the office and collapses on the floor, Mm -hmm. very dramatically calling for Betsy. We don't even know where she is. Where is Betsy? She's out tending to the children. It shows her with that girl from earlier again. Tending to the fucking children. So Ellie leaves to try and find Mm -hmm. her while crying the whole time because of her sore leg. Yeah, and Which, again, I think we've talked about this before. I feel like your adrenaline would be so intense that you would not feel this broken leg if her leg hopefully, is broken. Hopefully not. You would hope. Uh, she runs, she checks, so she checks the office and then like the counselor's cabin and then she goes to the, the mess hall or wherever it is. Or maybe that's still the counselor's cabin. I don't well, know. yeah, she goes to the main cottage, which mm-hmm. is empty. And then she hears a noise and gets excited and goes back, but there's... No one there. The door that she had previously closed is yeah. open. And, and then, she's like, Ugh. Then she literally backs into Mars. Yeah. Uh, and she somehow manages to slam the door just in time for him to burst through it with an axe. 
She screams and she takes off running into the kitchen with Mars breaking everything down behind her as she runs. It's Easily. a pretty solid chase scene, to Like be it's nothing. And then uh, she pulls everything out of the fridge. It gets inside of it, which seems very short-sighted. Would not and be my like first like a terrible choice. decision. Yeah. Like where is the person going to think all the food on the ground came from? Yeah. That's like a pretty big thing to just be like, hmm. Um, but the sound outside goes away, so. Very quickly. She's like immediately back out of the fridge. And I would not be. If exactly, I last, If right? I lasted 30 seconds, I would be in there for the rest yeah, of my I life. I mean, you at least have to hide long enough where you know they aren't coming back, right? Yeah. Or in the least, like, you have to move fast when you get out. And not just like, ooh. I mean, granted. There had to be a closer door than going all the way back through the front. Okay, I also thought that. Why didn't she try going in a new direction or turning on any lights? <laughs> Who knows? I, I shouldn't criticize a, a fictional character under distress. We see Mars is watching her. She's very happy. She mm -hmm. runs for the door, but then she gets axed in the chest instead, which and sucks. when she dies, she like Ugh. fully experiences Ugh. it and stumbles backwards and falls on her back. It's very dramatic. But that leaves us with our last girl standing, mm -hmm. Betsy the Responsible. She sees, like, as she's doing her rounds, she yeah. sees Ellie's feet. And there's blood. And so she goes to call Max to tell him that he needs to come back to the camp. Max, it's Betsy. You gotta come back. There's blood all over the place. Uh, hold on, Betsy. What are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just blood all over the fireplace. You gotta come back now. I'll be right there. Why she doesn't call the police is a mystery to me. Why he doesn't call the police is but, a mystery. Yeah, he's going to head back. Or an ambulance. <laughs> he, all she says is, you have to come home. There is blood everywhere. It's all over the fireplace. Which is honestly probably one of the best things you can say to the owner of a children's camp. And then she looks out the window and she sees Mars uh, sneaking around. Ah, he's so approaching she, the boy's cabin. So she grabs the shotgun and bullets off the wall, which is, and some to spare, which is smart. But she leaves two. Well, yeah. What do you mean? Well, she she there's six of them, but she only takes she takes two in the gun and two oh, in her pocket. Oh, okay, gotcha. So we see Mars creeping outside the boys as mm -hmm. uh, Betsy sets out with her shotgun. She goes to the main cabin, and then Ellie is maybe alive, right? It's hard to she tell. She gets up against the window and gets shot. I'm not sure if it was Mars who did it or if it was, like, death spasms. I really don't know. I choose to believe that it was Mars because you get axed in the center of your chest, you're fucking dead. So Betsy shoots her through the window. Mm -hmm. um, she gets the kids rounded up and to the main bus. Immediately after this, because they all wake up. One of the kids is smart enough to grab his baseball bat, which I yep. admired. Um, Betsy starts driving away as Mars's hand drags along the uh, window. Just too late. And then she sees him in the road and stops. I think she like floods the engine at this point or something, like stalls mm. it, because I couldn't think of another reason why she doesn't just keep driving. I don't know. It gives the bus enough time to break down and Mars long enough to start try to get through the door. Those accordion folding door things. So thank God that kid brought his baseball bat. And Betsy is actually wailing on him. Yeah, she really like <laughs> goes after it with the baseball bat. Like, I liked it. I would have run out of breath after the fifth one, I think. But she's like, ah, 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 ah. And his hand is like, oh, I can take it. <laughs> and they get away. 
But then she decides that she needs to go search for the others. Just in case anyone else is alive. There's absolutely no indication. And based on the one corpse that she's seen, it would lead me to believe they're probably all dead. So she tells the oldest boy to just drive the bus as fast as possible to the police station, I think she says. Yeah, he knows where that is, I'm sure. And then she makes the ill ill decision Mm -hmm. to go to the old Mars place with gun in hand. She looks tough as heck, though. Oh, she definitely does. I'll be honest. She's holding the gun wrong from what little I know about guns. But But again, terrible decision making. Yeah. So she goes inside to investigate. We see Mars creeping around behind her in the background. She starts to go upstairs, but then she hears a noise. And so she goes back. And then a piece of trim falls i think mars threw it okay from the shadows to get her to i guess i wasn't giving him enough credit bullet. he is pretty sneaky well it wasn't the last bullet it was just the second bullet yeah so she, then she had to reload it but she didn't have time yep and just as she's doing it he comes up on her with an axe and knocks the gun away mm-hmm. and they start tussling then he slashes her face really, really deep and really bad. You see, like, muscle and bone. Or I think you see her teeth. Just with her claw, with his claw. It was nice, nice effect. And then he drags her downstairs and puts her on a hook. Impales her. Texas Chainsaw style. Pretty gnarly. I felt really bad for her. Me too. I wanted her to live. I would have preferred Stacy, to be honest with you. I liked Stacy's vibe until she became useless. Can I tell you what I thought was going to happen at this point? Yes. I thought that Richie was going to... Pull- Save the day. Yeah, pull her off there, but then she would have killed Mars. Mm, true, 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 yeah, true. That's what I would have thought, but that's not what ended up happening. She lives long enough to use a knife to stab him in yeah. the back, which makes him knock over a candle, the mm-hmm. candle from earlier, Uh-oh. which then sets the house on fire. And we just get a shot of Mars going like, yeah. And he looks at his menagerie of bodies as it all goes up in flames. Ah, uh, shucks. Richie finally makes it out of the woods mm-hmm. just in time to be found by Max. He's in shock, though. And another really bad ADR line where he's like, Man. Mars. He's real. Madman Mars, he's real. As as all of the corpses play, yeah, dance like sugar plums. An overlay of all the bodies mm-hmm. as the song kicks in. Then we get the same end credits as the opening credits. Yeah. So what do you think about this movie? This, we have watched this movie a few times before. I don't think I've ever together. realized how great I've it, it was. A few times. I like the cinematography a lot. I Me like too. uh I just don't I like a lot of the like scenes, as I mentioned. I like the direction. Mm-hmm. It's just the story I don't fully it's pretty, buy into. Pretty loosey goosey, but I really admired the like 
way that they build tension, the the way that it's not all always like, oh, the axe is like right in front of you. It's like behind yeah. you or like you have to like notice stuff in the background sometimes, which I really appreciate for movies. Me too, from for sure. Time. And I mean, it looks great. Fantastic. Now, like yeah. uh, it's one of those ones that really stands up to like being put into HD. It looks so good in yeah. HD. I, I, yeah. I really, I do enjoy it. I don't think it's super great. I think it's uh, one of the better slashers. I would say I prefer the mutilator. Yeah, man. Between these two that are, I would say those are relatively similar, Mm -hmm. but I think I like the the mutilator more, but I I still do like this. It's definitely a good, it's fun to watch. It flies by. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really drag. It's like a 88 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's well paced. Um, yeah, I like it. I think it's a, a classic. It's fun to watch every time. Me too. I don't know. It just seemed like a lot more cohesive this time we watched it. Although, uh, yeah. what I will say is that the the camp for gifted children part of it barely came into it. For sure. <laughs> it's very campy too. Yes. The only thing I really don't like, but I guess I appreciate now just because it's so wacky, is that uh, scene with the hot tub. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Takes you out of it. Yeah. So we have a pretty easy six degrees of Jamie Lee for this movie, too. Tell me about it. Galen Ross was in Creepshow 2, specifically the Creepshow 2 segment, Something to Tide You Over. Okay. With Leslie Nielsen, who was in Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, lovely. So that is also two weeks in a row that we've uh, six degrees with Leslie Nielsen through Prom Night. Thank you, Mr. Nielsen. (laughs) And as the case has been with a lot of the movies we talk about, Madman was birthed out of the success of low-budget horror movies at the time. Joe Giannone and Gary Sales came up with the title Madman, The Legend Lives. Ah. And they were inspired by the Cropsey legends. Of course. Giannone wrote the screenplay and Sales tried to sell it. Okay. <laughs> so it's a, an appropriate last name yeah, for him. Yeah, very appropriate. They managed to get financing from Sam Marion, and by 1980, they could enter into production. But it was at that time that they became aware of another movie being produced, also using Necropsy Legend. Oh, no. That movie being The Burning. Ah. So in an effort to avoid resembling each other too much, they halted pre-production and rewrote the script and created Madman Mars. Mr. Sales wrote the songs and Yeah, you're damn right he did. They also shortened the title down to just Madman because there was a Frank Sinatra tour around the same time that was Frank Sinatra, The Legend Lives. So they didn't uh, wanna get into that. Oh blue eyes. <laughs> they auditioned three hundred actors in an open call. They cast Paul Ehlers as Madman Mars because he was the artist designing promo material for the movie. Oh, nice. And he had experience with martial arts. Yeah. They had originally wanted Vincent Price in the role of Max, (laughs) but because it was a non-union deal, they didn't even bother offering it to him. Well, everyone, you've (laughs) formed such a lasting impression on the children. For the role of Ellie, a different actress was actually cast. Okay. But Jan Clare, who was, she assisted with casting, had to step in because the actress dropped out at the last oh, minute. No. Uh, here's something that we sort of touched on while we were talking about the movie, and it doesn't make sense to me. 
because the movie was shot in the autumn of 1980 in Fish Cove mm -hmm. in Southampton, Long Island, um, and it was actually November, they painted the leaves green to give the illusion of summer. But that doesn't make sense because they say it's the Thanksgiving weekend. That is wild. Painting yeah. the leaves green. And the cast right. and crew stayed in the cabins on set, which must have really sucked. Yep, because they looked like cabins. <laughs> Paul Ehler's son was born during filming. So he he's the one who played Man Man Mars. Mm -hmm. He went to the hospital still wearing some of the Mars makeup. Ooh, nice. That must have been interesting for the uh, delivery nurses. <laughs> uh, that's all I really have, other than like, and this is all largely Wikipedia and IMDb mm -hmm. stuff, which I hate doing, especially because the episode is running short, but whatever. What are you going to do? So towards the end of filming, they actually took a day off when John Lennon was murdered because <coughs> it had such a profound cultural impact at the time. Uh, of I'm sure that it did. I'm sure that it did. But that's interesting. Yeah. So that's Madman. I don't know what we're going to do next week, but as always, we'll keep it a surprise, I suppose. I like it. I like a good surprise. <laughs> if you want to uh, see more from us, read more from us, or you want us to read something that you want us to read, you can catch us on social media. On Instagram at Definitely First Blood, on Twitter at Def First Blood. Or you can email us at definitelyfirstblood at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Can't tell you how much, honestly. And if you wanted to help us uh, surf the algorithm to a golden future, <laughs> you can write a review on the podcasting provider of your choice. Yeah, baby. Okay, bye. Bye. See you next week. Bye. -bye.